the Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun. I am back. Kind of. When I say kind of, I mean, you may notice the show sounds a little different at the moment. The reason it sounds a little different is I'm not in a studio. I'm trapped in a dungeon somewhere. Somebody got sick. It's a long story. I can't come to the studio. I will tell you all as soon as I'm allowed to tell you. But if the show sounds weird, you're going to have to deal with it. Also, we're going to talk tonight about Joe Biden, abortion, this Texas abortion thing. We're going to talk about thieves, why communists kill everything, and why I wish I was a Democrat. I'm going to get to that here in about 30 seconds. I just wanted you to know I'm back. I would normally say something really cliche like I'm better than ever, but the truth is I'm sick as a dog and not only broadcasting from a dungeon, I don't even have a cough button here. And you're going to hear things tonight. <laughs> it gives me the chills just thinking about all the things you're going to hear. Nevertheless, I am here for you. Let's get, look, I'll get into all the details on that at another time. I'll even tell you about the one time in my life I was fired by my father. All that's tonight on the Jesse Kelly Show. But first and foremost, we talk a lot, a lot of people talk a lot about bad people and why they do what they do. How many different versions of that have you seen out there? Undoubtedly, if you're a woman, you love weirdo serial killer documentaries. All women do. I have no idea why. The, the, look, the wife of mine does too. It's, it's some kind of sickness. You love serial killer stuff. If you're a dude, you love mob movies and cartel movies. You have a fascination with bad people doing bad things. I do too. <laughs> Believe me, I'm not pointing fingers. I do too. And this is all going to tie back to, to Biden and the communists and everything else in a second. Just hang with me for a moment. And whenever you're talking about crime and criminals and bad people and murderers and rapists and all these other people out there, the conversation will inevitably shift, if you're having a conversation about it, to why? Oh, man, why would he kill her? Oh, she was such a pretty young girl. Oh, why would you choose to uh, run drugs for the cartel when all your friends did that and they all got their heads chopped off? But why? Why, why, why? Why do they do it? Why do they do it? Why does this guy do this? Why? Trying to understand. I do it all the time. Trying to understand why is this person doing what they're doing? But you know what we probably don't focus on enough? In fact, I'm sure of it. We don't focus on it enough. When we talk about a bad person, let's, let's simplify it. Let's call it a, a murderer, serial killer, somebody who uh, he gets off on killing people. Why doesn't he do it more? Why doesn't he do it more? Well, you've seen all the documentaries, if you're a lady. If you're a dude, you've seen all the criminal movies and criminal docs, and you've heard me tell a million mafia stories and things like Why not do more? Okay, you extorted this store. Why didn't you extort all the stores? You're a serial killer. You killed this woman. Why didn't you kill the next 10 women too? Well, of course, we don't have that conversation very much because it's just an accepted part of our psyche that 
The reason they don't do it more, the reason it's not done to everybody is there are strong for forces for good out there in this world trying to stop them. Always vigilant. Always on the lookout for bad guys. Whatever, whatever form you want that to take, whether that be a nation, a military, the police, whatever form you want that to take, there's always somebody good out there ready to stop them. Ready to, dare I say it, are we allowed to say this? Hurt them. They're worried they'll be hurt if they attempt to do that to everybody, either by the police good guy with a gun if you want to expand that to an actual nation state thing as we will here in just a little bit but something to think about why doesn't china just take over everything in their region tomorrow why why haven't they why wouldn't they we'll get back to that in a minute because i want to focus on this for a moment i promised you just a second ago i would discuss it with you and we're going to have this discussion now I wish I was a Democrat. I really, really wish I was a Democrat. And I feel like in another lifetime, I was, or I should have been. I guess I don't really believe in the other lifetime stuff, if we're being honest, but I feel like I should have been. Why? That sounds crazy. Jesse, you hate these communists and other. And you're right, I do. I hate every part about them with the fire of a thousand suns. I find them to be despicable people. Their religion of communism is absolutely revolting to me. I think they're a murderous, anti-human horde without, a, without even a tiny bit of human feeling and empathy in their bodies. I hate them. But, and this is a big but, at least they know how to fight. At least they fight, and they fight to win. I saw this headline. I, I had, I had something totally different to talk to you about right off the bat. But I saw this headline right before the show began. And I just, I wasn't even mad anymore. I mean, I'm frustrated. I wasn't even mad. I just sat back and did that kind of thing where you get the little half-disgusted smirk on your face and just shake your head a little. This was the headline. You ready? McConnell shoots down calls for impeachment. Biden is, quote, not going to be removed. From office. Now, let's get back to the political fight here for just a moment. How fast do you think Democrats would have called for an impeachment hearing if Donald Trump withdrew from Afghanistan, left our equipment behind, and not only knowingly left civilians behind? American civilians behind, stepped up to the microphone and said to said civilians, it's your stupid fault you didn't get out. How long would it have taken the Democratic Party to have articles of impeachment filed? How long? Five seconds? They'd have had it pre-printed. In fact, we even have a story today, I'll get it to you in just a little bit, where Joe Biden, he's talking to the Afghan leader and telling him to lie about the situation on the ground was the Taliban were taking over everything so he looks better. You know, the kind of thing Donald Trump was impeached for. And here we have the GOP leader. Oh, look, what, what, Joe Biden's not going in. We have to be above all that. No fight. 
No fight at all. And you know what? Setting aside the fight aspect, which we will come back to in just a second, it makes political sense. Impeaching whenever you can. They can't do it yet. They don't have the votes. But impeaching Joe Biden the second you get a chance makes political sense. Now, you might be saying, Jesse, what are you talking about? Jesse, that's crazy. That's crazy. It'll make us look bad. We'll look as nuts as them. It'll hurt us at the polls. Maybe. Maybe in the short term. You're right. It, it might hurt us in the short term. Short term. Maybe voters will look at it and say, well, these GOPers are wing nuts. What, we, we can't have these people in office. And maybe they'll vote out the GOP. But, and there is a big, 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 big but attached to this. I really wish I'd phrased that differently now that I think about it. But there's a big but attached to this. You see, there's a gigantic political reason, purely political reason, to impeach not only Joe Biden, to make a commitment, whether you say it out loud or not, to make a commitment to impeaching every single Democratic president for the rest of your time. There's a huge political reason. Do you know what it is? Have you figured out what it is? A smart reason why it helps you politically? I will tell you that reason in just a moment, but first and foremost, husband and wife driving home from dinner. Stopped at a light. They get surrounded by an angry mob. Managed to force open the driver's side door and attempt to drag the husband from the car. Just imagine the kind of fear you would feel in your bones at that moment. He, by the grace of God, gets his hands on his Hero 2020 non-lethal weapon. I own one of these things. They're awesome. He shoots his attacker twice in the chest. Remember, this is a non-lethal weapon. It unleashes this brutally powerful chemical irritant. Attackers back off. Couples home safe every night. No shots fired. No life lost. Go to Hero2020.com. Use the coupon code KELLY for a special discount. Hero2020.com. Coupon code KELLY. State law restrictions may apply. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I know, I know I was gone for two days. And I understand, believe me, I understand the huge hole it leaves in your heart when I am not here to guide you. What, Chris? When I'm not here to guide people... I know it hurts you. It hurts you, but I'm back. I'm back now. <laughs> I'm, I'm also going to be coughing on the air. Remember, I'm dying. I'm not really dying, but I'm, I'm quite ill. So you're going to have to deal with sounds <clears throat> like that tonight. And I have no way to stop it because I'm broadcasting from a dungeon. Deal with it. We all have hard things to deal with. Okay, you think this is tough? Wait till you get married. Oh, we can make jokes. All right, but Why? Why is impeachment a smart thing for Republicans to do politically? It's not even just that I'm mad, although I am quite mad. I, I'm obviously very mad. But why is it smart to do politically? Even if you're one of these people who only cares about the politics, why is it smart? Well, do you remember Trump's presidency? Obviously you do. It wasn't exactly ancient history. Unless you're Joe Biden, you remember Trump's presidency. They impeached him twice. It was a really big deal. 
I mean, it's not something that happens very often, right? What was what was it? The third time ever was Trump the third president ever? I don't know. I don't research for the show. Definitely not in my dungeon. So okay, it's very rare. So it was a big deal. Impeachment. Trump was impeached. The media loved it. Ran with it. Impeach this. Impeachment. What an outcry. Okay. At the end of Trump's term, when they impeached him a second time, do you think Democrats were looking around, sat around a table and looking at each other and said to themselves, guys, you know, we impeached Trump twice, and I've got to be honest with you, I don't think it looked that good, and I don't think we should do this again. I don't think it was the right thing to do. Rashida Tlaib, what do you think? AOC? Uh, Nancy Pelosi, are, are you upset? That we, do we look bad? Do you think that's a conversation they had? Or do you think Democrats are going to, without hesitation, impeach every single Republican president that gets elected from here for the rest of our lives? Which one of those two things do you think is more likely to have happened? Of course they're going to impeach the next thousand Republican presidents. Of course they are. It's now just a toy to them. It's a political prop that worked really well. Okay, so if your enemy, he has a weapon. He's developed a weapon. He intends to use this weapon on you repeatedly. And this weapon happens to be a sword. Would you prefer that sword to be really, really, really sharp or really, really, really dull? impeach Joe Biden because it further waters down the concept of impeachment. If for no other reason, and there is a laundry list of other reasons, which we'll get to in just a moment, but if for no other reason, impeach the man because it waters it down. Because it waters it down. It is important, it is critically important that we think longer than five minutes ahead. The Democratic Party is going to impeach the next GOP president and the one after that and the one after that and the one after that. Surely we can see that. Surely we have enough brain power in this idiotic GOP to see that. Okay, so now that we've acknowledged reality that they're never going to stop impeaching our presidents, shouldn't we join in and make sure the next time impeachment is brought up, everyone rolls their eyes? Even if they're rolling their eyes at us. I, I don't care. And of course the media, and don't do this thing with me. Well, the media will kill us. I know the media will kill us. If we're going to conduct ourselves in a way that, that, that is designed to make sure the media treats us nice, then we might as well just hand over the rest of the country now. Okay? If the media is not killing you, you're a pathetic, useless loser. Let's just clear that up. The media better be killing you. The media is your enemy. They hate you. They hate everything you care about. They better be killing you. Okay, so the media will kill us. A lot of voters, they may be turned off. They may roll their eyes. In the long run, you have dulled the blade. It is critical that we dull the blade. And there's another reason the GOP should impeach that loser. And I'm not even talking about for the actual reasons. I think he should be impeached for uh, A, leaving knowingly leaving Americans behind in hostile territory, and B, without question, he should be impeached for negotiating in diplomatic relations with a designated terrorist group, which is, in fact, a blatant violation of the law. But that's another story. Another reason you do it? You show them you have teeth. 
the the most wild thing in the world to me since since i've uh since the show's gotten really popular and as you know i just started doing this it's only been a few year process here i'm a i'm an rv salesman i'm a marine i'm a construction guy i don't do this for a living so i will tell you any amount of notoriety i have now is new it's all new and you know how little i care about them getting angry in fact you know how much i enjoy it how much i enjoy making these people just just furious it it fuels me i enjoy it what's wild to me what really blows me away is this how shocking it is to them that i don't care it's so shocking to them that i don't care and i blast right back at them that's disheartening to me it's disheartening to me because it tells me the communists in this country have enjoyed a lifetime a lifetime of all the shots going one direction and when when in when a shot is even fired vaguely back the other way they're just mortified that anybody would do that thing that's what we've done the communists took over this place because they were the only one fighting for it well i mean we're not going to impeach joe biden i just don't think i don't think i don't think it would be the right thing to do <laughs> i mean it might hurt us with the midterms i we have that we have another maybe after the election well i mean look we're not going to do what the democrats did oh you mean win let's keep in mind what the democrats did was win they won they used coronavirus to destroy their, the economy, which was the one thing that was going to get Donald Trump reelected easily, they used coronavirus to massively expand mail-in voting, which is ripe for fraud. Anyone who tells you otherwise is either an idiot or a liar. The Democrats? We're not going to do what the Democrats did. Democrats win. Democrats win time and time and time and time again. You realize it was just five years ago we had a GOP president, GOP House, GOP Senate, and we got a little tax cut. No major wins on anything else. None. None even really attempted. No major deportation of illegal immigrants. No major expansion of gun rights. No major federal law with abortion. No major spending cuts. In fact, we got spending increases. We win and do what they want they win and do even more of what they want why does that keep happening because we have no fight on our side and it's pathetic to me that's why i wish i was a democrat now i can't be because i hate communists but that's why i wish i was a democrat and look you can impeach joe biden off of the piece of audio i'm gonna play you in just a second hang on It is the Jesse Kelly Show broadcasting from a dungeon tonight with no no facilities, no nothing. I'm just I'm out here and I'm out here in the wilderness. Really, it's I can't actually tell you where I am, but it's it's dangerous. I may not live through the show. <laughs> and all seriously, but Joe Biden, uh, Mitch McConnell comes out, says we're not impeaching Joe Biden. Why do we unilaterally disarm? Why do we do this every time? Is there a single is there a single voter in the country that looks at at, at, at things like this and says to themselves, "Wow, 
What good guys, man. You know what? I'm I'm going with him. What good dudes. Nobody votes like that at all. Nobody does. And I don't know how we I don't know how we fix this mindset on the right. Like I've said, our biggest challenge right now in the country is a mindset problem. It is a mindset problem of the right. This this mind you know what? Listen. Chris, play number three. This is Joe Biden. This is Joe Biden describing exactly why he should be impeached. In fact, I'm going to call, you know what? Play number five first. Number five is enough. Play number five. This is Joe Biden stepping up to the microphone on camera, telling the American people a reason he should be impeached tomorrow. The bottom line, 90% of Americans in Afghanistan who wanted to leave were able to leave. That's the president of the United States of America on camera admitting he knowingly left Americans behind in a hostile territory surrounded by terrorists. That's impeachable. That's impeachable. Oh, did I mention? Remember, remember back when Donald Trump got impeached the first time? And he got impeached the first time because of what was it? The leak. The leak of a private phone call he had. Well, that's weird because I'm looking at information right here that Joe Biden and former president of Afghanistan, Ashraf Ghani, well, Reuters, the news group Reuters, they got a transcript of a call between Joe Biden and Ghani. And Joe Biden told Ghani that he had to publicly present the perception that the fight against Taliban was going well, whether it was true or not. Quote, I need, I need not tell you the perception around the world and in parts of Afghanistan, I believe, is that things are not going well in terms of the fight against the Taliban, Biden said. And there is a need, whether it's true or not, there is a need to project a different picture. That's the president of the United States of America telling a foreign president to lie so he looks better in the polls. That is impeachable as anything Donald Trump ever did. In fact, it's very specifically exactly what they told what they, what they impeached Donald Trump for. And yet the GOP has already said McCarthy said it too. McCarthy and Mitch McConnell. They've already said, no, no, we're not, there's not going to be any impeachment. We're going to, uh, we need, we need some tax cuts and uh, go get the vaccine. That's what we get out of our GOP. What do they get out of their people? Nonstop, a hundred miles an hour, nothing but fight, nothing but going after their opponent, constantly agitating, constantly blasting away. All we do is signal, signal to them that <clears throat> we're useless. We're cowards. And what else does this show you? What else does this conversation Biden have with Ghani? What else does it show you? Who has been telling you that the Biden administration, in fact, all the people who run this country, that they share three things in common? What are the three things? Everyone knows them by now. Everyone knows them. Biden administration, corporations, education system, entertainment, all of them. What do they all have in common? All of them? One. No love of country. Oftentimes a hatred of country, no love of country, though. That's one. Two, no real-world experience, or the last time they had it was decades ago. Right from a rich upbringing to academia to some jerk-water government job 
They don't know what the real world is like. Not any of the, not a single one of these people could make a local sandwich shop profitable with six months. They couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. No real world experience. And three, they all believe they should rule over you. They are the ruling class. You are the peasants. And what have I been telling you about how the Biden administration, because of those three things, how they look at Afghanistan? What have I been telling you time and time again? To, is, it, is it a problem for them that those guys lost their lives? 13 men and women, they lost their lives. Is the Biden administration, are they sitting around as we speak, still dabbing their eyes with the Kleenex? So sad about the loss of our heroes? No, they're not. This problem is only a political problem to them. They don't care about dead Americans. They don't care about left behind Americans. They don't care about arming the people we fought for 20 years. They certainly don't care about our international standing or how bad we look to our allies or anything else. They don't care about any of that, any of that. Right now, all they care about is the little bit of political bad press they're getting. And that's all they've ever cared about. Joe Biden yanks everyone out of Afghanistan. The Taliban immediately begin taking over the country in about five and a half seconds. Does Joe Biden call the president of Afghanistan and say to him, I need you to take steps to make sure the Americans are safe. I need you to make sure our equipment's destroyed. I need you to make sure that no, Joe Biden calls and what's he discussed with him? The perception. Hey, hey, oh, hey, Ghani. Nice to, nice to talk to you on the phone. I appreciate you picking up the call. Look, hey. <clears throat> there's a perception out there it doesn't make us look that good and you know we've been tracking the poll numbers here at home we need we need to look good so would you do me a favor go ahead and lie i mean we do it all the time here would you mind go ahead and lying to the entire afghanistan thing is only a problem because it's a political problem to these people because there's no love of country not a single person in the Biden administration has shed a single tear about anything that's happened at all. And look, they'll go back and forth on this whole thing. But the truth is, <laughs> we left Americans behind on purpose. On purpose. And we left them in the hands of the Taliban. And we left them in the hands of the Taliban because we plan on bribing the taliban don't believe me chris go ahead play cut six for me this is joe biden well, let me be clear any american who wants to come home we will get you home Hmm. well that's weird any american who wants to go home that he says they'll get them home that sounds nice right except except we don't have any of our troops there anymore and they're repeatedly now saying this is just a, well, diplomatic mission now. I mean, we had Senator Blinken, Chris Playcut 8, we had Senator Blinken up there saying our diplomats have knocked it out of the park. Chris, play it. I want to commend our outstanding diplomats who worked around the clock and around the world to coordinate the operation. They volunteered for duty at the Kabul airport. They flew to transit countries to help process thousands of Afghans bound for the United States. They deployed to ports of entry and American military bases to welcome Afghans to their new homes. And they built a list of Americans possibly seeking to leave Afghanistan, then worked to contact every single one of them repeatedly 
making 55,000 phone calls, sending 33,000 emails since August 14th. They solved problem after problem to keep the mission moving forward. You understand what that means, right? On top of the no apologies, and we'll get to that in a moment, but a diplomatic mission? Diplomatic with who exactly? Who are you? Who exactly are you going to be conducting diplomacy with? Because the Taliban are in control of the country. You're not. At, have you figured it out yet? They're going to now negotiate with the Taliban, and they're going to bribe them with your taxpayer money in order to help for to, to get them to leave our people alone and get them out of the country. How revolting is that? All right. I have one more thing on the no apologies little press conference thing they did. But first and foremost, there's a guy out there, just saw a headline this morning. He predicted the big housing bubble disaster of 2008. Do you know what he's doing right now? This is one of those economic geniuses. He studies all the trends and whatnot, and he's looking at what's it. Do you know what he's currently doing? Do you know what he's buying? Gold by the truckload. What have I been telling you about Oxford Gold Group? It is so volatile out there. The supply chains are such a disaster. Inflation is so bad. You have to have gold. You have to. Now, I don't expect you to have gobs of money to buy truckloads of it. Get some gold in your safe, and Oxford Gold Group delivers it to your front door. To your front door. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. Tell Oxford Gold that Jesse told you to call. These are wonderful people with an amazing reputation. They will take care of you. 833-995-GOLD. Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Did I tell you about the time I got fired by my own father? I'm going to get to that here in just a couple minutes. I'll get to my getting fired story. But but I'm not quite done on this shit. I realize I wasn't here to address the thing. So let's go ahead and address the rest of that Biden audio <laughs> from, oh gosh, this speech. So he gets up and he gives a speech. Of course, Joe Biden shows up late. He always shows up late. Um, it's not just rude, it's pretty indicative, right? I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll say hours and hours ahead of time, uh, two o'clock Eastern, Joe Biden's going to address the nation. Everyone shows up. I mean, the, the world sits and waits and then, uh, it's been delayed a uh, half hour, uh, 45 minutes. Uh, and we all know what's going on, right? Do we have to, do we have to tiptoe around this anymore? I mean, maybe, maybe some people will, I will not. Joe Biden He's not doing very well. And they have to make sure they get whatever in him they can possibly get in him to make sure they can weekend at Bernie's him out to the podium, which is a part of the reason he was shouting during the thing. He was having difficulty controlling the volume of his voice. So that's a great Austin Powers line, but that's another story entirely. So here's Joe Biden. Chris, go ahead. Play cut one for me. Here's Joe Biden. Now some say... We should have started mass evacuation sooner. And couldn't this have been done, have been done in a more orderly manner? I respectfully disagree. Imagine if we've begun evacuations in June or July, bringing in thousands of American troops 
and evacuating more than 120,000 people in the middle of a civil war. There still would have been a rush to the airport, a breakdown in confidence and control of the government, and it still would have been very difficult and dangerous mission. The bottom line is there is no evacuation, evacuation from the end of a war that you can run without the kinds of complexities, challenges, and threats we faced. None. Okay. Pretty despicable, obviously. Did you hear anything when he spoke there? I, you know, I believe I have, I have heard people talk like that a couple times before in my life with the kind of thing. Let's see the couple times I've heard it. Well, one, one, one absolutely comes to mind when I uh, am at home and I've had one too many glass of bourbon. That's how I talk. And two, older people whose brains aren't functioning well anymore. And especially people, and I have seen this before, actually not in politi- politics, I saw it uh, secondhand through uh, an entertainer I know, somebody who wasn't doing that well anymore, so got some medicine, doctors, whatever you want to call them, had made sure he had a little cocktail, and no, I'm not talking about a Bloody Mary, had a little medical cocktail prepared for him, basically uh, uppers, that's the best way I can describe it is uppers. Let's get this guy woken up, juiced up, revved up, fire some adrenaline up his rear end and get him out there. And that's how they sound because your mind, everything isn't functioning at the same pace when they do that for you. Even when you have seasoned professionals doing it, as Joe Biden, I'm sure, has, everything isn't working at the same pace. Your brain isn't working at the same pace as your tongue. It doesn't work that way. And that's why it comes out that way so often, so, so often. We probably should take a hard lesson from all this, the way they've conducted themselves. I mean, obviously all that's wrong. And let's be clear, they messed this entire thing up. They're never going to apologize for it. They're going to brag about it. In fact, they're going to double down and brag about it. It could have been done a lot better. How it was handled was a disaster. But we have to accept that's politics now. That's politics now and i don't want it to be that way i want to make sure everyone understands this i don't want that to be politics i want politics the same way you want politics i I did wrong today i i screwed this up hey you know what oh you know i'll we're gonna go back and review and i'm gonna come out here and i'm gonna tell you all the things i could have done better and we will do better the next time yeah i'd love to hear that i'd love to hear that but you're never going to hear that now because it's all rotted out and corrupted and broken. So since they're never going to do it, I have a confession to make. I don't want any of our people to ever do it either. Not even when they screw up. Now, I know people are going to be offended by that, undoubtedly. But this is exactly why I never call for anybody who's fighting for the things I care about to resign. You should apologize. Nope. Don't care. No, but Jesse, he, uh, uh, he, he got out and got really drunk and uh, wrapped his car around a tree. He should resign. Not my problem. He votes the way I want. Don't care. Don't care. Why? Not because I don't want, I don't want to live in that kind of world, right? I want to live in the kind of world where you stand up and take ownership and that kind of thing. 
I don't want my guy to resign because once again, I'm not going to be the only one who unilaterally disarms. I'm not going to play by the rules when you don't acknowledge any of them. We just got the biggest foreign policy disaster visited on us since the fall of Vietnam. Not one person has resigned, and beyond that, not one person has apologized. But you understand what I mean? It was Bar, it was Star was her name, standing in front of Millie and Austin, asking how they're feeling, how they're dealing with all this. Not demanding resignation. They're, none of them are resigning. None of them are sorry. Good grief. All right, I'll tell you about the time I got fired by my dad. Next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And oh, before I get to the story about me getting fired by my father, the only time I've ever been fired in my life, but I'll, I'll get to that in a moment. Before I get to that story, I, 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 I want you to know what's coming when it comes with Biden in Afghanistan. The media was as hard on Biden about Afghanistan, shoot, as they've been about, been to a Democratic president in forever. When's the last time you can remember the media coming down on a Democratic president like that? They're going to make it up to him. They're going to make it up to him. They, they were, they, they, we got what, four or five days of hard questions out of them? The rehab process of Joe Biden's image is now going to throw itself into high gear before the midterm elections. I would like to play for you Barbara Starr. She's with CNN. She got a chance to sit in front of General Milley and Defense Secretary Austin today. Just, just to clarify, the Secretary of Defense and the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, these two gentlemen presided over the military aspect of the greatest foreign policy disaster in the last half century in the United States of America. We are currently being openly mocked by our allies and enemies across the globe. And this CNN reporter sat in front of these two gentlemen who just oversaw this whole thing, and this was her question. Well, your messages today from both of you, your messages of compassion and gratitude are certainly understood. And what I'm curious about is what do you see in the country with troops, with veterans that makes you feel you, it's a rare thing that makes you feel these messages must continue and you, you have put out so many in the last few days. And General Milley, I was very struck you used the words pain and anger and that you understood that was out there. So as a combat veteran yourself of Afghanistan, can you help people understand that? Where does your pain and anger come from? Look, I, I understand you have just, you've just overseen America losing its standing in the world in real time, but could you please tell me about your pain? General Milley, please tell me about your pain. I'm so interested in your pain. Oh, you think this is the end of it? This is the beginning of it. It'll be, it'll be about a week 
of the anger slowly going away and the questions will slowly morph into this and you're already starting to see signs of quote republicans pouncing on the issue and then within a week or two afghanistan will vanish from the headlines like somebody who has damaging information on hillary clinton it's just going to just disappear overnight all right let's set that aside for a minute I ever tell you about the time I got fired? <clears throat> so <clears throat> I uh, once I got done, I, at 14, I got a job. We had moved to Montana when I was 14. At 14, I got a job, an illegal job. You weren't allowed to work at 14, but my buddy's dad owned a car wash and he paid me under the table. I've told you this before. And I would wash cars and they had me, <laughs> they had me driving cars. I didn't even have a driver's permit or anything. I was driving cars, washing cars. And then had various little menial jobs throughout, all minimum wage garbage, you know, driving uh, or, or washing washing dishes. Gosh, that sucked. And, and washing golf clubs, that was fun, and, and so on and so forth. And at some point in time, see, my, my old man does construction, and his old man did that before him. We're a construction family. See, he he could get me a job at the age of 16, I believe it was 16, working construction. Now, I'm going to make my boys work construction at some point. Just because of the fact it, it, you teach, you learn valuable lessons. You don't think, you don't think about this. At least I don't think about it. But how many young boys out there today don't even know how to use a hammer or a shovel? I, the basics. I don't expect you to be Bob Vila. Lord knows I'm not, but the basics of, of doing guy stuff. Well, one, it's, an, it's nice for that. Two, it's good hard work. And three, the money. The money, I think minimum wage, and I may be messing this up. I think minimum wage when I was about that age was five twenty-five, five bucks an hour, somewhere like that. Well, um, that's not very much money, but at the time, I, I, it was my own money, right? You spend what you want on it. If you go work construction, yeah, you're going to bust your rear end, and it, it's it's not going to be the most joyful job in the world. You're making ten bucks an hour, fifteen bucks an hour. You make fifteen dollars an hour. When you're 16 years old, and I realize the times have changed, and now, now I sound like an old man, so I'm sure these kids are making 15 bucks an hour at Chick-fil-A now. But back then, I mean, think about that. Just think triple minimum wage. Whatever minimum wage is, triple it. You're making triple minimum wage at 16 years old? I mean, you're Bill Gates. In your eyes, you're Bill Gates. So at work, we have these Connex boxes at work. And it's just it's just a big metal box for with doors on it for people who don't know what it is, just a big metal box of doors on it. And at the end of the day, because this world is full of scumbag thieves, you have to you have to set all of your valuable construction equipment in there and lock it up. And I mean, even not even val valuable. If you leave a, a shovel laying in the dirt, it'll be gone the next morning. Uh, but quick side note on this, I'm going to get right back to the story. What is it with thieves? What is wrong with you? Like, who, who lives their life like this? Anyway, setting that aside. Close the Connex box up. Next day, show up to the job, and nobody can find the key that opens up the Connex box. Well, this is not a small thing. You think it's a small thing. It's not. I mean, it basically shuts you down for an hour till you can go get something to clip the lock. It's, it's Look, that's an hour of productivity. That's a lot of money. And time is money in basically all things, but definitely in construction. Old man gets home that night. I think he had a bad day. It's, look, dads have a bad day. Right? On it, look, I'm, I'm 
I'm not ashamed to admit I've come home and had a bad day. Probably, probably snapped at the old lady or the boys at the time or two when I didn't want to. Not my finest moment. Certainly nothing I'm proud of. But it's something that something happens. Right? Old man, think he had a bad day. He was mad about the job, and he tells me, he tells me it was me who lost the keys to the Connex box. Now, on my life. I never even touched the keys to the Connex box. It was not me. I know, I know because you're terrible people. You're going to say it was me that lost the keys. I did not lose the keys. He ends up yelling at me about it. I'm 16. I, I, I was insisting I wasn't, and I wasn't backing off on it. I mean, I was scared to death. I'm still scared of my old man, but I was scared to death, but I wasn't backing off on it. He fires me. Now, I've never been fired. I know you're probably not going to believe that, but I legitimately take pride in being a good employee. I do what I'm told. I show up, all these things. I get fired. And this is this is the most my old man thing in the history of my old man things. He fires me that night. So I wake up the next morning. I'm 16. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go find a new job, but I'm at least going to take advantage of one night of this whole thing, right? So I sleep in. Sleep in, wake up jobless gonna have to get in my crappy car and drive around town find a job farting around the kitchen i'm sure i'm having a bowl of cereal something like that phone rings phone rings i go answer the phone it's the old man this is this is his this is as good as you're getting this is as much of an apology as you're getting out of my old man answer the phone what are you doing boy i'm uh, getting getting some breakfast dad why aren't you at work why aren't you at work? Uh, Dad, you, uh, I don't know if you remember, you fired me like 12 hours ago. You fired me. Well, we'll get back to work tomorrow. Click. <laughs> that's, and that's the story of the time I got fired for one day by my own father. The one time in my life fired by my own father. Now, remember how I tell you communists don't care about anything but communism? Oh, I have another perfect example of that for you in just a second hang on for this one but first and foremost i talked to you about this earlier in the show. i'm going to tell you about this now and i'm going to tell you about it to the end of time the really really sharp money guys out there they're buying gold right now they're buying gold right now why do you think that is Look at these inflation numbers. Have you seen the recent jobless claims? Have you seen everything that's going on? There is nothing positive on the horizon for the economy. That's fine. We go through ups and downs. Just means we have to make some adjustments. Call Oxford Gold Group today. I know them personally. They're a wonderful company. These emails I get from my listeners saying how, how easy the process was, how wonderful they are to work with. They bless me beyond end. Call Oxford Gold Group. Tell them Jesse told you to call. They would deliver real gold to your front door. 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-GOLD. Call Oxford Gold Group today. I've got an animal inside of me. This is Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly show and we're going to get to this, how communists only care about communism thing here in just a second. But I realize I have neglected you for a couple days and I've neglected your emails. Email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. 
jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Email us anything you want. All your emails go right to Chris. He prints every one of them. I read every single one of them out. I'm never going to respond to you. One, because I'm rude. Two, because I get way too many emails. But you send it, I read it. And as you know, I read so many of them on the air. And Ask Dr. Jesse Fridays only a couple days away, which I realize is the greatest day of your life. So you can send in your Ask Dr. Jesse questions anytime too. Try to remember on those to put Ask Dr. Jesse in the subject line helps us sort things out and look you can send us your death threats too your love your hate your death threats i we we had one let's just start off one was lovely this one's called jesse i'd like to cordially invite you to kill yourself perhaps you could insert a gun in your mouth and pull the trigger or jump off a tall building i guess he doesn't know how tall i am maybe you could just set yourself on fire in any event trust that your suicide would become welcome and cheered so please accept this offer and take steps to killing yourself today. Thank you very much. See, at least he signed it off nicely. <laughs> Look, the whole setting yourself on fire thing, I I understand there's a lot of symbolism in that. I remember I remember all the stories from the monks doing that in Vietnam. It's just it's th th there's a lot of symbolism to it. It's one of the things, you know, it's one of the things that actually set off a lot of people don't know this. It's one of the things that set off that whole Arab Spring when there was all those revolts going on and all through the Middle East and in Northern Africa, Tunisia and Libya and all those other places. One of the things that set that off, I believe if I remember right, it was Tunisia, but not that I expect Chris to look this up and, and verify it for me. He's useless. But I believe it was Tunisia. One of the things that kicked it off was a guy just had, he was just a street cart vendor, if I remember right. And the cops came and they trashed all of his stuff. Just just beat him up just to beat him up. You know how those horrible autocratic dictators and stuff like that work. They just beat the guy to beat him up. And he was so distraught having lost everything. Because he had lost everything. He had nothing else. It's not like these people have insurance. He set him, he poured, poured gasoline all over himself and set himself on fire. And I believe, if I remember right, that was the one event. I mean, there were a lot of things that went into it. That was the one event that really kicked off that whole Arab Spring thing, which frankly didn't turn out that well, but still, you know what I'm talking about. Back to your emails. Jesse, is it possible we left billions in military equipment as part of some please let us out safely safety deal? It's hard to explain such stupidity as just stupidity. Did the CIA broker this? <sighs> All right, let's have a chat. It's just you and me. It's just you and me. Let's have a chat. When it comes to the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency, the largest, most powerful intelligence agency in the world, I wouldn't put anything past them. At the same time, we have to be adults and we have to realize there aren't a bunch of evil genius super spies running the CIA. There are a bunch of academic communist losers running the CIA. It's not as if James Bond is walking the halls of the CIA. And yes, I know there are some good counterterrorism guys out there. I have one on my show all the time, Drew Berquist. The people who run it, though, these people are morons. And these people are academics. Now, is there a chance they cut some super shady deal with the Taliban? Oh, I think there's better than a chance. I think they did. 
Let's keep in mind, we flew the CIA director directly into Kabul in secret, and he sat down with the head of the Taliban as we were leaving. They discussed something. Now, we're never going to know what. They discussed something. So I'm not going to read your email and call you a loon because you could be 100% right. But what my main point to even bring this up is this. Yeah, the CIA's done a million shady things. Frankly, doing intelligence work involves shady things. Some things I love, some things I hate, some things I'm just horrified by. But I don't... Yeah, I hate these people, and they're terrible, and they have a bad agenda, and they're not worried about love of country, and all these things. All these things you, you could say about them is true. All that stuff is true. However, be careful assigning evil genius status to these people... Because very, very, very few of them are geniuses at all. You know where the geniuses are in society? The real, real, the real sharp people, the real geniuses? They're in their own private planes. They have come up with a new invention. They are, they're running HVAC companies. Did you know a lot of those people were geniuses? You didn't know that because it's not sexy, right? Ew, air conditioning and heating. Ah, what a what a rube. Yeah, most of the HVAC guys I know are millionaires. They're, frankly, some of the richest guys I know. And plumbers, they're millionaires. They started out 18, 19 years old as an apprentice for somebody, just working for somebody, virtually no school costs at all. By the time they're 24, 25 years old, it doesn't take that long. They know their craft really, really well. The super enterprising types will go ahead and start their own mini shop then. But you don't have to. Some will wait until they're 28, 29, 30. By then, you're getting a little older. You really know the ropes. Probably start your own shop. By the time you're 40, you're driving around your dime of a wife in a Mercedes Benz, pulling into your mansion with the pool out back. The geniuses aren't in the government is what I'm trying to tell you. Real talented people, real geniuses, real capable people. Maybe you're one of them. Maybe you're one of them or maybe you work with one. They're not in the CIA. They're not in the FBI. They're not in the EPA. They're not in Congress. They're certainly not in the White House. These people aren't geniuses. And no, don't tell me just because Kamala's famous for her brain that she's a genius. I don't want any of those jokes on this show that's never, ever, ever going to be acceptable on this show in a million years. Moving on to your other emails. Jesse, I'm in 18 years active duty in the Marine Corps. I could retire in two years as a captain, but I will not take this vaccine. The mandates that just came out, what will happen to me? I'm throwing my entire life away, but I just cannot take that vaccine. People clearly have bad intentions that are pushing this. Listen to me. One, it, you know how many times I have screwed everything up in my life? More times than you could ever even think about it. And, and not, just, not just personal. I'm not even going to call them mistakes, like bad things about me things that I have done wrong and I knew they were wrong before I did them, but I did them anyway. And how many times I've done things like that in my life from an early age and professionally, do you know how many times I could have said something like this, like throwing my entire life away? 
Do you know how many things I've screwed up? Because I'm going to talk to this guy about this because I have a bunch of emails like this from military personnel who listen. I'm throwing it all away. I'm losing everything. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. If that's where you are, whether it's military or otherwise, whether you're in a job and they're forcing it on you and you don't want it, or you're in the military and they're forcing it on you and you don't want it, you know what? We're going to have a little chat about that in just a second. You are not throwing your life away. You are not. Give me a sec. I'll explain. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Read a little hate mail on the show tonight, but I'm going to get back to this military vaccine thing here. I just had to share a quick funny with you. So in case you missed it, I got to, we got some hate mail and I enjoy reading the hate mail on the air. I enjoy it. I know you enjoy it. So we get to enjoy it together. And this person was, of course, telling me to kill myself and all these other things. And some guy emailed during the break <laughs> and said, hi, international famous Jesse. If you kill yourself via gun, the other guns you own will get jealous. So I recommend you have courteous to the you have to be courteous to your other guns. <laughs> that's from Gary says I can say his name. Thank you. Thank you, Gary. That's that's extremely helpful. But let me get back to this because I got this email and I get I get I'm getting a lot of these emails from not just military people, from people at work. Guy's been in the Marine Corps 18 years. Th feels like he, he specifically said throwing his entire life away. When I ran for Congress a couple times, I mean, the twice, and that thing finally ended when I was done running for Congress, there was nothing else for me at that point in time in my life. So I decided I wanted to stay involved in politics. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure I, I, I the things I could possibly do, but I wanted to stay involved in politics and I didn't have anything else there. So I decided I was going to take this uh, job with a political group back in D.C. And I pack up and move to D.C. for a year with the family. I hated it. Decided I would quit. Now, this is probably 2013, 2014. People have something put together by the time they're 32. I not only don't have a career, I don't have an idea at the age of 32 what I even want to do for a career. And I know that makes me weird. I, I see these kids out there today. I, I have one of my neighbor buddies. His son knew he wanted to be a dentist. When he was 14, 14, and he's currently dominating school to go be a dentist. I didn't even know how you get kids with that kind of ambition, but that wasn't me. I never knew what I wanted, what I wanted to do. And then, and then I get clear out West after looking for jobs, not finding anything at, at one point I'm 33, 34 living in Texas, wife, two kids, no job and no prospects. And yet I found a job selling RVs, and you know that story. Sold RVs for a bunch of years. I ended up being pretty good at it. But sales manager, did that for a long time. Great job, great work. Sales is great work, great money in it. Now I do radio. You know the story of how I fell backwards into radio. I was selling RVs. I have always enjoyed politics since I started getting into it back about 2010. Since then, I've enjoyed it. I consume it. I, I listen to it. I watch it. And I've always enjoyed doing radio and TV. I get to know Michael Berry here in Houston. He's this huge nationally syndicated radio guy. I'm sure you know who Michael Berry is. He's also my mentor. We just get to be buddies. I was a guest on his radio show one day. He loved it. We got to be friends, hung out all the time. 
he tells me I could be really special with this radio thing, which clearly he was right. What, Chris? Anyway, so I get some 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock at night show on KPRC, great channel here in Houston, but it's 7 to 8 o'clock at night, right? Who listens? What? Takes off. Turns into 5 to 7. It takes off. It turns huge. Goes supernova in three years. Never been done before in radio. Not, not this fast. Never been done. Do you think I am able to do radio to whatever to whatever degree you think I can do this well? I'm still not quite sure about it. But do you think I can do radio well because I trained for it my whole life? I fell backwards into this three years ago. I'd never sat down in front of a microphone till three years ago, ever. Didn't know what the inside of a radio studio really looked like. What I'm trying to explain to every single person right now who's scared and maybe losing a job and whatnot is this. Your life experiences are not wasted just because you don't continue them. All that experience I had uh, washing dishes or in construction in a ditch. Is it wasted because I don't do that anymore? Or was it an invaluable life experience that taught me lessons I will carry until the day I die? Uh, my time in the Marine Corps. I, I'm not some lifer. I'm not one of these hardcore guys. I was an average Marine. I was a Marine Corps grunt for four years. Average. I would tell you if I would believe me. You know I would tell you if I was outstanding. I was as average as they come. Yeah, saw combat, whatever, fine. Who cares? But I did that for four years. Was that a waste? Did I waste it because I'm still not doing it? Or did that four-year span give me an invaluable perspective on life and death and seeing things? Uh, running for Congress. I lost. You understand I'm a huge loser. And because I'm 6'8", I might be the biggest loser on the planet. I ran for Congress twice and lost twice. Now, the first time I lost only by 4,000 votes, they had to recount the thing for a week. But losing's losing, right? Almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Was that a waste? Or did it give me invaluable perspective and life experience behind the scenes stuff that I now get to discuss with you every single night? In fact, construction, Marine Corps, washing dishes, stupid things I've done in my life, running for Congress, do you think those things help or hurt my ability to sit down and entertain you for the 15, 20 minutes you listen to the Jesse Kelly show every single, every single day? I would argue this. I would argue all those things, that entirety of that existence that had nothing to do with doing radio is the reason you enjoy the show. I would argue it's the reason. So if you're sitting in the Marine Corps right now as this guy is, and you put in 18 years, and you're going to get out for vaccine reasons or whatever. Don't you dare do this thing where, ah, it's a waste, everything's wasted. There's life after the Marine Corps, bro. There is, a, the, the 18 years you have spent in there have given you life experiences and perspective that will aid you wherever you go next, wherever you go. This time next year, you might be a, an assistant manager at McDonald's, or you might be the CEO of a company. I don't know, but whatever you're doing, whatever you're doing, 
you're going to be better at it because you have 18 years of unique experience other people have. And this this, does, this doesn't just apply to the Marine Corps because, I, like I said, my inbox is full of these things. Full of these things. People wanting to know. What, what, what am I going to do? I, I, I don't know what to do. How much life experience do you have? Jesse, I'm a, I'm a, I get these a lot. Jesse, I'm a nurse. I'm really scared. We need the we need the money. Jesse, I'm a nurse, and I'm not telling you not to be scared. I'm not dismissing your fears. I've 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 been without work before. I know what it's like to watch bills pile up, and the money not be in the bank account. I know what it's like. So I'm not telling you your fears ungrounded or something like that. But do you think all that experience you have as a nurse? Do you think it might come in handy? Because you realize there are lots of nursing jobs out there, right? Not all of them are requiring this and that. Is it going to potentially involve some discomfort? Maybe a move? Of course. Of course it is. Do you think all that experience matters? If you're not a nurse, what if, what if you lose your job as a nurse because you won't take the vaccine and you flat out can't find another job? It's, it's all on your spouse, earning all the money. Let's say you're a mom. Let's say you're a woman, lose your job as a nurse. You're a stay-at-home mom now, one-income family. Do you think all that time you've spent as a nurse caring for people, figuring things out, figuring out how people work, what makes people tick, figuring out what care, what? do you think that will make you a better or worse mother in the future? Experience is not wasted just because it doesn't continue. Always, always remember that. Now we're going to talk about this Texas abortion thing and Democrats and why they're freaking out about it, why they're really freaking out about it in a second. But sale of the year. There's a sale of the year going on right now at MyPillow on the Giza Dream Sheets. I love these emails. I just got another email today. Jesse, thanks so much. All the MyPillow stuff you talk about saved my back. Listen to me. It's more than just Giza Dream Sheets, although they're 50% off right now with, with the promo code Jesse. It, it's mattress toppers. It's pillows. Oh, my gosh. You have to try the pillows, the slippers. I can't get my wife to take the slippers off. Pajamas, everything. My pillow. But another thing I want to bring up. You know Mike Lindell runs MyPillow. There's a big article out there right now about the financial hit Mike Lindell has taken with his stances to fight for you, to fight for America, kicking him out of the big box stores and stuff. You want to talk about being purposeful? What about buying from an American patriot, making sure his fight is still your fight at all times? That's purposeful. Go to MyPillow.com. Use the promo code JESSE. For 50% off Giza Dream Sheets. Enjoy everything else too. MyPillow.com, promo code JESSE. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. This the Jesse Kelly Show. Oh, that is beautiful. That is just such a beautiful. You can't believe how many people don't know that song. All right. I teased this earlier. It's called a tease. <laughs> you non, non-radio non professionals who haven't been doing this as long as I have wouldn't know that. But I teased this earlier and frankly just forgot to get to it. Again, I'm not broadcasting from the studio right now. That's why I sound a little different. I am not in full health by any stretch of the imagination. 
So what you're getting right now is half functional Jesse, which I realize still means I'm way above everyone else, but it's still half, half functional Jesse. What, Chris? <laughs> I can be a half functional Oracle. I can be a half functional Shogun and still be superior to other people. Gosh. But in all seriousness, I teased this earlier. You and I talk all the time. We talk all the time about uh, communists and how they only care about communism. It's why, it's why in the wake of a school shooting, Obama was really the one who mainstreamed this because he was really one of the first full-blown communists that went mainstream. Obama, Obama did this endlessly when it came to school shootings. Now all Democrats do. They do it without a second thought. But Obama was the one who did the, the stand on the dead bodies like, like as they're dying and go after guns. It's, it's, look, I hate Barack Obama for a lot of reasons. It's the reason I truly, truly despise the man. I believe human beings, well, look, it's like the good book tells us. There is a time for everything, right? Time to love, time to hate, you know, to all that stuff. It's important that we get every part of life. It's important. It's important for your mind. It's how you remain. Mourning, a time of sorrow, that's important. It is important human beings have that. I hate Barack Obama and will always despise him because I believe he took that away from a nation. Because whenever there's a mass shooting, is there anything worse? I mean, is there anything worse than one of the, especially one of the ones at the schools? Okay, a bunch of kids get killed. That's not a time for politics. That's a time for mourning. That's a time for prayer. That's the time we all come together. All of us, everybody, Democrats, Republicans, we all come together. We all set everything else aside because in that moment, parents, mothers, and fathers are getting the worst phone call and going through the worst thing any parent could possibly imagine. So nobody would, would politic in that time, right? This is a time for mourning, an important time. Mourning is important. Again, part of the human experience. And Barack Obama was the one who mainstreamed taking that morning time away. It was immediately in the wake of any death, there would still be people in critical condition and Barack Obama would race to the microphone. This is why we need guns. This is why we have to take those guns off the street. Guns, guns, guns. Immediately politic about it. And I raged about it for four years. So inappropriate, so out of line that some mother somewhere is getting a phone call that her kid is dead and that she sent off to elementary school that day. And while she's sobbing in her hands, the president of the United States is making it about his political agenda. I just thought it was gross. But I began to wake up. And I began to see that's simply who these people are because the communists the communist truly, truly, you, you, you'll never get them until you accept this. He truly does not care about anything but communism. And I mean anything. Why do you think these people will not only destroy their own children, they'll destroy their own children and brag about it on social media. Oh, look, this is my five-year-old son. I convinced him he was a girl. Let me put this picture up of him in a skirt on Instagram. Look what I did to him. <laughs> Nothing matters to them but their God of communism. Nothing. They don't care. I, I, I argue this. People on the right miss this all the time. Uh, you know how they try to use racism as a weapon against the right. They've, they've used it for years. And they've been successful in making the right a bunch of scared little girls about the whole thing. 
And people on the right will try to respond by saying, Democrats are the real racists. That's not true. They don't care about race at all. They care about communism. And as long as they can use race to advance that cause, that's fine. And they don't care who advances the cause, whether you're black, white, green, purple, they don't care. Are you serving the God of communism or not serving the God of communism? Communism is all that matters. It's not that they're the real racists. They don't. They actually don't care about skin color. To their credit, they care about communism. Don't believe me? Ask any black guy who turns conservative. Ask James T. Harris. He filled in for me on Monday night. He's a friend of mine. Ask James T. The things he he's the things they say to him. It's not because they're racist. It's because James T. In their eyes, is a heretic. He went against the god of communism. How could you? Ask women. Ask gay people. We have another email. I'll get it to you. <laughs> I'll get to it later on tonight from our from our our favorite lesbian listener. We have another complimentary email tonight. Ask her how she's treated by the communists now that she's left. In fact, she's probably listening right now. Email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Anybody, by the way, can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Your love, your hate, your death threats. The communist truly doesn't care about anything but communism. And allow me to give you example number 10,000. You see, we just had a huge hurricane. Hurricane Ida. All kinds of property damage, huge, huge mess. Know what the headline is in Politico today? Ida, that was the name of the hurricane, in case you've been living under a rock, Ida churns up tension on infrastructure and climate change. Hurricane Ida's lashing of Louisiana is supercharging a fight in Washington over spending tens of billions of dollars to protect the U.S. from future storms. You see, you, as Ida was blowing through, you were watching in horror while people's lives were being ripped up. You know what the communists saw? We'll talk about it in a second. In this bird you cannot change. Oh, it is the Jesse Kelly show. And I, have, I was talking earlier about uh, uh, plumbers and, and HVAC guys, and I just got a great email on that. But but really quickly, back to this uh, Ida thing. So I read an article for you just really quickly about politico and ida and how how hurricane ida is is it's it's really creating an opportunity for dc to pass infrastructure just just understand this about these people understand this while you were watching homes destroyed you were watching in horror as roofs were being torn off you were thinking to yourself those poor people i hope they got out alive i hope they have insurance that that's how you look at major hurricanes that's how you look at major disasters because you're a normal human being these people they only care about communism they were watching as roofs were torn off and floodwaters were rising and they weren't worried about the people or the insurance or they weren't worried about anything in the world they were sitting there thinking to themselves how can i use this how can I use this? All right, we're going to get to the email in just a moment. But Chris, I want you to play number 11. Number 11 is Jeffrey Tubin. He's with CNN. 
He got himself in a bit of trouble not too long ago. You see, he was on a big work call, and it turns out he was <clears throat> busy with other things. Um, had his hands full, if you will, during the Zoom call. Got himself caught doing that. Fired for about 15 minutes, and they brought him back. Jeffrey Tubin is very, very upset that Texas banned abortion. Here's what Jeffrey Tubin had to say. So here we are on September 1st, the first day since 1973 when a state has been able to ban abortion. 1973 is the year of Roe v. Wade. And the Supreme Court has said nothing. They have allowed the second most famous opinion of the last hundred years after Brown v. Board of Education to essentially be violated, be, be overrun, but they haven't even said a word about it, which strikes me as a real blow against the Supreme Court's institutional reputation, aside from the issue of whether this law is right or wrong. They're very upset today. You see Texas passed an abortion ban and people on the right, like myself, fully, fully admit I am absurdly pro-life. People like myself are thrilled. People like the communists are enraged today. Now, back to me for a second, because, you know, that's where we need to keep the focus. And I'll get back to this plumber email in a second, but I'm very pro-life. As in more pro-life than even most very, very pro-life people. I'm pro-life in ways that make people uncomfortable. I just am. That's full disclosure. That's not, uh, it's not something I apologize for either. It's 100% who I am. You think about it the way you want. But setting that aside, doesn't it creep you out how much the left loves abortion? Look, everyone knows Chris. We've had this conversation many times. Chris isn't even that pro-life. He's kind of pro-life. He's probably drifted more pro-life in the past couple of years. Not even that pro-life. One of these oh, late-term guys isn't good, but you know, one of those wish, one of those loser types, Chris. <laughs> anyway, he's not even that pro-life. That's creepy, isn't it? Creepy, how much they enjoy it how much they campaign for it it's disgusting and it is yet again proof of what i have told you time and time and time again it is not only a religion communism it is in a religion of destruction and domination and at its core it is anti-human Imagine, imagine, wherever you stand on pro-life, imagine looking at 40, 50 million. What number are we picking here for, for children aborted? Imagine looking at that and saying to yourself, man, that's awesome. I mean, look, I don't even care if you're a pro-choice person. If you look at that number and it doesn't sicken you, sadden you, madden you i don't know what i don't know what word to use for it if you look at that number and it doesn't create some uncomfortable emotions inside of you it might be time to re-examine exactly who you are it might be time to re-examine your humanity and i'm a monster remember and i look at that number and i'm floored absolutely floored but good for texas and this is more proof of what I've been telling you about. 
I understand moving is not an option for everybody. People have jobs, they have families, they have obligations. I get that. I'm not naive. I've, I've moved all over. I understand how life works. I know. There's no, you're never going to get any judgment from me on, well, I told you to move. You're never going to get that. I will just say, I've lived everywhere, blue areas, red areas. We, when we finally made the decision to move to Texas, we made that decision specifically because, in general, Texas is a place, especially the suburbs and rural Texas, that shares our values. I now live in a place that shares my values. The quality of life is so much better. It's so much better when you are surrounded by people who believe what you believe, think how you think, and when your state passes laws that make you celebrate instead of laws that make you want to put your head inside of the blender and turn it on frappe, that is a good thing. It is a good thing. How much bad news is there out there? All endless amounts, right? We talk about it all the time. Endless amounts of bad news. I woke up today to the news, abortion's illegal in my state. I woke up today and got to celebrate. If you can, if it's possible for you, move. It's a better life. So you may have missed it earlier. We were talking about how the, everyone in the government's an idiot, and you think there's these evil geniuses at the CIA. They may be evil, but they're not geniuses. These people are morons. The real geniuses are in the private sector, which brought me to bring up, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> again, I'm almost half dying over here, which, which caused me to bring up plumbers and HVAC guys. And I said, those are the geniuses out there. You guys start working early, learn a trade, 24, 25, somewhere between 25 and 30, start their own shop. Soon they're driving around a dime wife in a Mercedes driving home to their mansion with the pool in the back. We got an email right away. Listen to this email. Dear Most Handsome Jesse, my husband and I are big fans of your show who don't agree on much besides politics. He has narcissistic tendencies that make him insufferable most of the time. But we managed to spend some relatively peaceful time together around dinner time during the week while cracking up over your show. <laughs> I love these people already. Unfortunately, and though I completely agree with you, your monologues about blue-collar types being smarter and richer than many highly educated professionals have turned him into a monster with plumber's crack and totally ruined my dinner. <laughs> you see... I'm a lawyer with student loan debt from a top-tier law school who has never made as nice and especially as carefree a living as my plumber husband who cherishes any opportunity to rub that in my Ivy League face. He is literally glowing after that last segment of yours. I can't afford to divorce him, so I guess I'll have to switch to listening to your podcast when he's not around. Thanks for all that, pal. You can say my name on the air if you'd like. Her name is Heather. And she says, P.S. Of course, he also married a dime. Yes, Heather, I have no doubt about that. But I'm, when I say these things to you, it's not because I have a blue-collar background. I say these things because we have got to change our mindset, not just on the right, in America as a whole. We think about blue collar jobs and we think about dirty and miserable and sweaty and terrible and, and, and whatever you want to think about a low class. That's what the stupid people do. I'm telling you, I know people from all walks of life 
all walks of life. Super, super poor, super rich. Most of the richest guys I know, they're plumbers. They're HVAC guys. They started a little construction company, a little coding company, a little this company, a little that. They're making more money than you with your $100,000 in student loan debt. Guide your children. Now, it's enough of that. I love a company that shakes things up, that shakes up industries. Speaking of geniuses, let's talk about Pure Talk for a minute. I hate, or I should say I used to hate, the prices of the wireless plans in this country. And I know, I know you're probably saddled right now with some family plan from Verizon or AT&T or T-Mobile. I have good news for you. Pure Talk is out there. Pure Talk, on average, saves a family over $800 a year. And I know what you're thinking, but Jesse, I'm sure they don't have any coverage. Oh, wait. Did I mention they're on the same network as the big guys? And we're talking about patriots here, Vietnam veteran patriots. From your cell phone right now, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. From your cell, from your cell pound 250, say Jesse, say Jesse Kelly. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dialed text from Pure Talk. Go enjoy saving some money with a patriotic company. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I like I like I like Johnny Cash. I like everybody seems to like Johnny Cash. I am a little bit jealous though about the whole man in black thing. I might adopt that. What, Chris? There's room. I can wear black. I you should see how great I look in black. I'm I'm I'll be wearing all black tomorrow. That reminds me, speaking of wearing something. You know, I talk to you about all the serious issues. Look, just, just you and me talking here. We talk about all the serious issues. I really want a grizzly bear cloak. And I want one of the ones with the head still on it. One of the ones that rest, like the head's resting on top of your head. Although I'm a little bit concerned about the weight there. That has to, that has to hurt your neck after a while. But that's not, that's not major on the minor here. I really want a grizzly bear cloak. And I don't just mean for costume parties. I want to wear it around. I want to walk around with a grizzly bear cloak on virtually every day. And I'm not even kidding. However, I don't feel like it would be right to buy one. And I definitely don't want to buy a fake one. I mean, I want a real bear cloak, a real bear cloak. I feel like if you're going to wear a bear cloak... You have to kill the bear. Chris just said it's $15,000, $1,000 to kill a bear. So clearly that's not an option. Plus, I'll be frank, while I, I, I do hunt, I mean, it's not something I do really anymore. I'm more of a fisher guy now, but I have no problem with hunting. I'm not one of these anti-hunting people. I prefer to hunt you know, deer and antelope and, and stuff like that. I'm not big on hunting predators, probably because I love predators so much. I would never, I would never want to kill a lion. And I'm not judging you if, if that's your thing, whatever. I just not my thing. I, I, I think lions are awesome, so I don't want to kill one. Deer are big rats, so I don't care about deer. I don't want to spend fifteen thousand dollars 
and I don't think I really want to kill a bear, but I really, really, really want the bear cloak. So I'm not quite sure how to approach this. I'm not even really sure why I chose to have this conversation on the air right now with all the United States of America. So I'm going to go ahead and set this aside and go back to a couple emails because I'm sorry. I've been neglectful. I've been gone for two days. Haven't got a chance to get to your emails here on the Jesse Kelly Show. Remember, you can email us anytime you want. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Email your love, your hate, your death threats. Email it all. I read every single one of them. I'm not going to respond. I get way too many, and I'm a rude person, so I'm not going to respond. Oh, and before I forget, the whole show's available on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, leave a five-star rating and leave a review on there discussing how handsome I am. It is critical. It's critical for the for the show, Chris. Back to your emails. Jesse, because I, I was just warning people before the break. Hey. I know people from a lot of lots in life. I know a lot of very, very, very wealthy HVAC guys and plumbers and electricians. Started early, ended up starting their own business, 25, 30. Now they manage a crew, 10, 15 guys. And mama ain't hurting for diamonds. I'll just put it that way. And I know a lot of guys who did the four-year degree. Maybe win an extra year. I'm going to get my master's degree. I'll definitely be more marketable. They're still paying off their student loans in their 30s. Make wise decisions. Also, we talked the other day about it. About how college, how it can wreck your child. Wreck your child. And this is the thing we do. We do this as parents. And I'm just as guilty of this. We say to ourselves, well, maybe your kid... I'm sure you weren't a good parent. My kid knows my values. My kid has been in church every Sunday. I talk to my kid about history and politics. Uh, yeah, I'm sending my 18-year-old off to Berkeley. My kid knows what he or she believes. Maybe your kid will stray. Mine won't. You say those things because you don't get the emails I get. I get a lot of emails, just like this one from a lot of clearly very, very loving, caring parents. When you're 18, you are not you yet. You don't have your values yet. You are still a sponge assessing the world around you and you can be influenced so easily. Yes, even your son, even your daughter, who is as rock solid as they come, protect them still. Don't believe me? Here's an email for you. Jesse, couldn't agree more about college destroying your kids, but it starts earlier than that with some kids. We raised our daughter with biblical principles. I taught her Sunday school classes, monitored her friends, team mom, Girl Scout leader, stayed home and raised her and her siblings for 17 years. She was picked for the governor's school, which was an honor. There... She learned to think God is a fairy tale. Her father and I are idiots, and her only friends were Hindus and Muslims. She withdrew, but pretended to be the same until she graduated. That's when it came out that her Hindu friends had convinced her I was not her real mom because of reincarnation. My world has collapsed. I don't want this to happen to anyone else. And I'm not going to read her name no matter what anyway. 
It can happen to you. It can happen to your child. It can. And the second you don't believe it can anymore, that's when it happens to you. I'm not telling you, don't ever send your kid to college. I am simply trying to drive this point home, and I will never stop driving this point home. One, your kid does not have to go get a college degree to make a great life. You know, you don't want, you don't want to be a plumber or an electrician? Go sell RVs. I did it. I know one of my friends, he, uh, he's a general manager at an RV dealership. He just, it's a small industry. You know everybody. I think he has eight people, eight salesmen, maybe 10. I'm not sure. Every one of them is going to make over $150,000 this year. No college degree. They wear tennis shoes to work. Yes, it's very hard work. It's demanding. It's taxing dealing with people if you don't have the right personality. I'm just telling you. You don't have to go to college to earn a great life, to be able to provide for a family and yourself. You don't have to go to college. And two, don't make the mistake of thinking your wonderful child who has your values, and I'm sure that child is wonderful. I'm sure that it has your values. Don't make the mistake of thinking that child is still not extremely pliable. At 18, you don't have a clue who you are yet. When you're 40, yeah, at this point I am who I am. All right, someone made a comparison between Afghanistan and Benghazi. Eek. Maybe he has a point. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and apparently I step out of here for a couple days. I come back, and Chris forgets about my thoughts on the who. Chris... If we're not playing squeeze box, we don't necessarily need to play very much of the who. And don't don't write me your emails about pinball wizard. That song sucks. That song that song no, it's not a lie, Chris. You're a liar. That song's terrible. All right. This is an email. Benghazi gun running scheme and military equipment left in Afghanistan is the same. It was done on purpose to arm the Islamic terrorist and almost certainly is the same one calling the shots. Okay. I only brought that up to bring this up. What happened in Benghazi was not something we should ever forget. And there is, again, I'm selling this guy's book. I, I swear, I wish the guy wasn't dead. I'd have him on the show. There is the author of a book out there. I, I don't recommend many books for you to read because I'm not a nerd, but there's an author of, uh, of book, uh, a book out there called Zero Footprint. Zero Footprint. The guy who wrote the book was a PMC, a mercenary, a private military contractor. That's what PMC means. He was everywhere. I, th that's part of what makes the book so incredible is he not only gives you a behind the scenes see, uh, uh, look on, on private military contractors and that in and of itself is very fascinating. You'll learn so much about it. And every time I give this out, I'll get emails, people saying, Oh, you undersold it. That book was amazing. Believe me, it's incredible. But he was in Iraq. He was in Afghanistan. He was knee deep in Benghazi. Bullets flying knee deep in Benghazi and has very, very, very interesting things to say about what happened in Benghazi. Go pick it up. You might enjoy it. All right.
Let's get back to a couple of emails here. Jesse, I don't care what is happening in your life. You can't miss a show. <laughs> I need your voice in my life every day and your beautiful face. You better have a good excuse. That's all. <laughs> Look, okay, it's it's beyond my control. It, it, I'll, I'll put it to you that way. It's beyond my control. I did get a lot of people wondering if I got in trouble, which I don't know why you would think I got in trouble. Is that is this does this seem like a troublemaking show, Chris? <laughs> okay. All right. I realize that that's a fair accusation. No, I didn't get in trouble. And this is going to sound like I'm kissing butt with my employer here. I work for Premier Networks. That's that's who has decided to take this radio show all across the country. That's what I do radio. That's who I do radio with. I also have a TV show every single day. It's on the first TV. It's on 9 p.m. Eastern. The second I get off here, you get to see my handsome face on the television set. Neither of my employers have ever, not even one time, told me, don't say this again. Don't say that. Do talk about this. Make sure you bring up that. And I would tell you, I mean, I would rage about it. That has never happened. And how forward am I about things? We even talk about race on the show. We talk about religion. We talk about all the things you're not supposed to talk about. I've never once been warned. I've never once been warned. Don't say that again. We don't like you talking about that ever. Back to a couple of emails. Dear Mr. Kelly, first, thank you, thank you for your service to our country. You are a true American hero. Okay, I'm definitely not a hero. I love your show and listen every day. I know you're not a huge fan of pets. I heard your fish story, however. Why would the military leave the service dogs behind in cages in Afghanistan? Okay, there's been some confusion about the service dogs. They weren't necessarily military service dogs. They were private military contractor service dogs. So in truth, the dogs didn't actually belong to the United States government. They got left behind because, because this whole thing was a disaster. And because the American government, instead of getting every American citizen out and then trashing whatever gear we could so the Taliban couldn't have it, Instead, they sat around like it's amateur hour and just completely decided on their own, ah, let's just go. We're taking the military out. And then the country fell right away. And now what happened was we sent our troops back into to, to a little place in the airport. But what really happened was we didn't have the ability to do more than we did. Not without real combat, which probably would have been a better option. We didn't have the ability to do more than we did. All we had was that little part of the res of the private airport or of the, the public's airport. We didn't have our air base anymore. So we had no foothold. We were in a country being overrun by monsters. And we screwed it all up. And so when you leave... Things get left behind when you screw it up like that. Important things get left behind. And you know, I'm not even a huge pet person. I cannot believe we left a bunch of dogs there in cages. Dogs, man. I mean, one thing if those were cats, but they're dogs. <laughs> we're going to get all kinds of hate mail for that. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. If you'd like to send any hate mail about the cat comments specifically, you can go ahead and then send that one directly to Chris. He'll go ahead and field all those for me. 
Did you see this? Quote, independent Michigan redistricting commissioner is actually a Bernie Sanders fan. <clears throat> now, why would I bring this up? You, unless you're in Michigan, and I realize we have some incredible stations in Michigan, but unless you're actually in Michigan, you don't care about Michigan specifically. You certainly don't care about Michigan's redistricting, and you definitely don't care about the redistricting commissioner. But hold on. That's actually, that gets right to the heart of the point I'm about to bring up to you. You don't even know about this person. You don't care about this person. If you're in Michigan, listening to the sound of my voice right now, you probably cannot name the redistricting commissioner. But that's our problem. And I'm not in any way pointing fingers at you and, and, and accusing you of being negligent. I, you know I'm fairly involved in politics. I can't name the redistricting people in my own home state of Texas right now. Should be able to. I can't. But that's also why we lose. Because on the right, we focus on sexy. National politics is what's sexy, right? Oh, who's the Speaker of the House? Who's the President? Oh, look at Congressman this. Senator that? What federal legislation are we going to do? The Communist doesn't approach things like that. The Communist knows all the way. Local is actually so much more important the national. You, you and me, let's just, we're both on the same boat here. We're worried about the next Senate race, right? I want this guy to win the primary. I hope this guy wins the Senate race. Ooh, I hope we take back the House. I mean, how many times have you said that? I hope we take back the House. Me too. I'm guilty. What about your local DA race? How's that looking? Because you know, you know that local DA? Well, the Democrats are very concerned about winning that race. If the Democrats win that race, as they proved last year, they'll make sure their political thugs, their Black Lives Matter Antifa types, they'll make sure, if at all humanly possible, they'll turn loose all their thugs right back on the streets to continue beating and murdering you. You? You get in trouble? Ho, ho, ho. You think they're not going to check out your Facebook page? You think they're not going to see your tweets? You're going to get the book thrown at you. They focus on a million of the little battles that matter while you and me focus on what's big and sexy and national. And that is a huge part of why they've had so many wins. And until we change that, that ain't going to change. All right, I'll get to a couple more emails. We got headlines I didn't get to, all these things, but you have to buy gold. And I don't know what your financial ability is. I don't care. And that's the beauty of it. Neither does Oxford Gold Group. When you call 833-995-GOLD, I don't want you to think you're going to be dealing with some jerk on the other end of the line. Sorry, either you're buying $10 million worth or we don't want your business. It's not like that at, Ox at Oxford Gold Group. This is a company I trust. This is a company I send my own family and friends to. And I'm not talking about them sending you a piece of paper. I'm talking about them sending you real gold to your doorstep. And during these volatile times, you need some of it. Call 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-GOLD. Make sure you tell them Jesse told you to call. 
I think I think you'll be pleasantly surprised how easy the process is. And once you get your hands on some of it, it does feel good to have value. 833-995-GOLD. Call Oxford Gold Group today. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show final segment. And don't worry if I'm not dead I will be here tomorrow. I can't guarantee I won't be dead, but if I'm not dead, I'll, I'll what? I could die at any moment. <laughs> any moment. No, I'm obviously not in the studio. As you can hear, it sounds different. It, 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 look, we're patching this thing together. You don't, you don't tune in for class on the Jesse Kelly show. Not now, not ever. We're going to get to headlines I didn't get to in just a second. Chris, will you play Blinken for me real quick? I, lo- I love this. These pl- who's, Who learns to speak like this? Chris, play Blinken. We made extraordinary efforts to give Americans every opportunity to depart the country, in many cases talking and sometimes walking them into the airport. We believe there are still a small number of Americans, under 200 and likely closer to 100, who remain in Afghanistan and want to leave. We're trying to determine exactly how many. Part of the challenge with fixing a precise number is that there are longtime residents of Afghanistan who have American passports and who were trying to determine whether or not they wanted to leave. For many, it's a painful choice. The protection and welfare of Americans abroad remains the State Department's most vital and enduring mission. If an American in Afghanistan tells us that they want to stay for now and then in a week, or a month or a year, they reach out and say, I've changed my mind. We will help them leave. (laughs) I love these scumbags so much. Do you hear it? Do you hear what he did? He just said, well, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, there are some people we left behind, but they said they didn't want to go. And then they changed their mind. You know how flighty these Americans can be. (laughs) There's nothing we can do about that. Gosh, we have the worst we have the worst people who lead this country. All right, one more email before I get to headlines I didn't get to. Jesse, I wonder why Saki does not move the podium closer to the door Joe walks out of so slow Joe doesn't have to stumble so much towards the podium and why they don't turn up the volume on Joe's mic so his wimpy mumbles sound stronger. Make him wear a back brace so he cannot collapse in exasperation when asked the question from Fox News. <coughs> Whatever. I am so over it. I'm counting down the days until the 2022 elections. On a much more important question for you, saw you on the first and love your hair shorter on top. Now, as baldness is inherited from your maternal side, was your mother's father bald? While I, mi- while I would miss your gorgeous locks, I think you would be even more devastatingly handsome with a, be- with a shaved head. What, Chris? <laughs> oh, well, something to look forward to. She says, love Anne, your biggest conservative, anti-feminist, pro-life lesbian fan ever. <laughs> she said I could say her name in her proud title. One, my mother's father, my grandpa Hank, actually just recently passed away. And yes, he was the bald on top. There were a couple strands hanging on for dear life there. But look, I'm not going to have hair. I'm 40. 
it's already retreating back towards my ears like the Italian army, and it's thinning out on top of that. I'm on borrowed time already. However, however, I'm not going to make the mistake every other aging male makes and go longer. As your hair gets thinner, you cut it shorter. No comb-overs, no dying it, fellas, fellas. Everybody can see that you're dying it. I don't know what the deal is. I'm amazed in this day and age, <coughs> they haven't come up with some kind of a solution to actually make hair dye look natural. Guys, we can all tell. It, does, it doesn't look good. Just go gray, bro. Chicks love it anyway. Go gray. That's what, and, and lastly, the toupee, guys. Are you listening to me? I'm just look, just talking to you. Just, just you and me here, man to man. It doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. You're not fooling anybody. Just go bald. At some point, bald Jesse, it, it's inevitable. It's coming, which I haven't been bald probably since the Marine Corps. I don't remember how bad my head shape is. What if it has all these bumps and stuff in it, Chris? That's, it might. But I think, who are we kidding? My hair, my head's probably perfect. <laughs> All right. Headlines we didn't get to. Comedy Central cancels the Office episode, Diversity Day. In case you never saw The Office, uh, it's one of the funniest shows ever made. One of the funniest episodes was called Diversity Day. What, the Comedy Central canceled it because it made uncomfortable jokes about race. Um, race and gender and religion all those relationships get better the more you joke about them not less the more you talk about them and joke about them the better they get i know this country has chosen to go the exact opposite way but that but that black friend of yours it would probably make relationship even better if you go ahead and make the black joke because he probably has a white joke that's equally hilarious and then you can hug and be boys and go be a beer Go have jokes. It's fine. Moving on. Thieves ransack stores in scenes reminiscent of Katrina as the city faces at least three weeks without electricity. I understand. I understand people get on hard times. I do. But there is nothing you can ever do that will convince me these people are are even human beings. You take something horrible that happens in your area, happens to business owners, happens to this and that, and you just take other people's stuff. Man, this, this, I can't say on national radio what I hope happens to those people. Headline San Francisco will pay people to not shoot others. Cash for criminals. I didn't make up that headline. It's actually real, and I want you to understand. Always, always understand as we get ready to sign off here. And we'll be back and better than ever tomorrow. Well, <clears throat> maybe. All the destruction, it's intentional. That's all. <laughs>